Amen. Amen. Andrew, if I can get you to turn off these chandeliers that's on the stage for me, please. I, uh, I came up here, I have three messages that I brought with me because I'm not really, I wasn't really sure on what direction that, uh, that we need to go. Um, we're, we're still dealing with seeking God. As revival comes closer, but not only as revival gets closer, but just simply as life comes upon us, uh, I believe we need to earnestly seek God. And last week, I read a prayer to you. Uh, you remember St. Augustine's prayer? And there was a phrase that's in there that has really just simply stuck in my mind. Uh, so, uh, you know, this morning as we, as we look at this, uh, you know, in that prayer, St. Augustine told us, it says, uh, it says that Scripture tells us that those who seek the Lord will find Him. For as they seek, they will find Him. And on finding Him, they will praise Him. Remember last week, I kind of asked you the question, uh, you know, and Andrew, that is the second slide, big guy. Okay. So, last week, whenever we, uh, you know, dealt with this and talked about this, we looked into this and there was a question that I asked you. You remember what that question was? Do we know God before we seek Him or do we seek Him and then we know Him? Augustine asked the question in his prayer and he says, it's a foolish man that seeks something that he doesn't know. But we are still to seek even though we don't know. So in our Christian walk, do we seek God before we know God? Or do we have to know God before we seek God? We know that we always have to seek, right? Because last week we also found in First uh, Chronicles that if we do not seek, then we will be rejected. So we must seek God. The Holy Spirit, through Jesus Christ, or because of all the studies and because of the Scripture, not the studies, but the Scriptures, tells us that God was always at mankind and talking to mankind and showing mankind that, they loved, that He loved them. And the Scripture tells us that Jesus Christ came to this earth to seek and to save the lost. And we also read in the passage of Scripture, in the Scripture that says that the Holy Spirit draws us unto God. So there is no one that can come to God that has not been drawn by the Holy Spirit. So do we seek God before we know Him, or do we know God and then we seek Him? 
regardless of where you are with the answer, you have to seek God. Now, whenever we seek God, we do what? We praise Him. Because we will find Him. If you seek Him, you will find Him. I think we've missed something. Or we're missing something. When was the last time that you could say that you have been astonished? When was the last time that you could say that you have been astonished? April the 9th. 1988, I stood there in front of a preacher with my father to the side, my brother to his side, and then my best friend. And I turned as Peggy walked around the corner of that house, and I saw her in that wedding dress. I was astonished at the beauty that stood before me. I took the liberty this morning, or Robbie actually took the liberty for us this morning to give us some astonishing pictures. So here we go. There you go. A picture of a volcano from above. The astonishing creation of God and the power of nature. Oh, wow. Isn't that beautiful? It's amazing. Ooh. I think, I, can you go back to that one? Wow. Isn't that beautiful? Is that a see-through fish or is that a jellyfish? Wow. Take us to the next one. Oh, let's see. One of these days, I want to be there. Isn't that beautiful? I think you have one more. Oh. I have heard about the Northern Lights. Aren't those beautiful? I think one of these days, I want to experience that. I, I'm not really necessary if... I don't think I want to experience the jellyfish. But I think this. You know, if we seek God, we will find Him. And if we find Him, we will find amazing and astonishing things. Just like this. He created that. Now the thing about it is, is that as we, as we look at these pictures, remember, these are all around us. This is His creation. We don't have to go to Alaska or Canada. Or some foreign place to be able to see 
God's handiwork. Now, do y'all like Robbie and our praise and worship team? Can y'all give them a hand? How many of y'all thought the first song that Robbie and them did this morning was a new song? Well, okay, some of it, you know, I, Robbie, I appreciate, you know, you were introducing new things to us, and I did. I thought that was a new, song, new song until we came to that course of those last words, all things are possible. I'm like, oh, I know that song. Uh, you know, Psalms chapter 103, there's been several songs that have been written from this passage of scripture. So I did a little bit of research for you. In 1912, this song was, was sung. I'm not going to sing it to you. It says, O come, my soul, bless thou the Lord, my maker, and I and, and all within me, bless his holy name. Does that ring a bell? That's from 1912. So I did this one for you. I went back to 1834. Praise the Lord, the Almighty, the King of creation. It says, praise my soul, the king of, of heaven. To his feet, your tribute I bring. To his feet, my tribute I bring. All about praising God. Praising the almighty God, the king of kings, the Lord of lords. Psalms 103, we look at this and... We look through the Psalms, and I don't know if you realize this, but the Psalms, uh, you know, some of them have been written to God. Some of them were written to other nations. Uh, some of them were written to other groups of people. But guess what? Psalms 103 was written for the writer. This is his proclamation. He is praising God. But the thing about it is, is that his life wasn't going really all that smooth when he wrote this Psalms. So whenever we think about praising God, I really think that's one of the issues and that's one of the struggles that we have with praising God is, is that we can't see Him. Well, we can't see Him a lot of times because we're not looking for Him. We can't see Him because a lot of times we're in the midst of a battle and all we can see is the battle that's right in front of us. A lot of times we can't see God because we are so focused on our troubles that we don't realize that they would be worse if we didn't have Him. 
You know, we sung the last song, you know, great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. I have preached and I have told you that if you trust in God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength, that he will protect you and he will provide for you and you will be able to see him in glory in heaven. I don't feel like he's providing for me today. I'm just saying that out loud because there's some people here that might be struggling. Uh, you know, I don't see where he's helping me at. My marriage is falling apart. My roof is leaking. My car's breaking down, but God's providing for me. You know, we have lost loved ones. Uh, we hear about the deaths. We just had the storm that came through. We hear about these deaths. Uh, you know, really, is God protecting us? We have issues with that because He's not protecting us in the way that we think He should be protecting us. So does that mean that he's not protecting us? That means that we need to readjust our eyesight. We need to refocus and we need to look in and see who he is and where he is so that the, that the God that we see is the God that's responding in our lives. Not the one that we expect. Robbie and them, they sung another song that talked about, uh, you know, God is not someone that our hands can make. God is not someone that can give us something that we can do for ourselves. God is much greater than all of that. If we could make him, he's not that very good of a God. He is beyond all of that. So in the midst of our struggles, we sit here and we say, really? You say that you will protect me? We trust that even though it doesn't look like he's protecting us, that his hand is upon us. Whenever you have to skip a meal because there's no money in the bank, you still have to believe that God is providing for me. He's providing for us. So as we seek God, we find Him. But whenever we find Him, we must praise Him. In Psalms 103, there's some things that's brought out for us. Uh, you know, and, uh, you know, in this, uh, you know, he answers the question as far as how should a person praise God? So how should we praise God? The psalmist tells him that we have to praise him with my innermost. We praise God with everything that we have, with everything that we are. Well, pastor, I, I don't see how that works. Well, 
All of y'all know that I love my motorcycle, right? Y'all know that I have the motorcycle. Y'all know that I really like the, you know, the motorcycle. Okay, so, uh, you know, I went up Friday on my day off. I took off and I went up 321 and I was headed up towards Boone. I pulled off at this little mom and pop little grocery store type of a thing that had these concrete animals and bird baths and had the rocking chairs and stuff like that sitting in there. So I pulled off there. Uh, you know, and I got me a Dr. Pepper, and I leaned back into one of those nice rocking chairs that they had built, and I was sitting there rocking away, and this guy comes walking up. He goes, oh, he goes, man, that's a really good motorcycle. That's a beautiful motorcycle. I said, thank you. I said, God provided it for me, and this is how God provided it for me. Uh, you know, I was able to witness and to talk about God. How do I use my everything? How do I use my all to praise God? I just did it. I just showed you, I don't boast about the motorcycle. I thank God for the motorcycle. I don't boast about the house that I'm living in. I thank God for the house that I'm living in. And I allow everyone that comes into it to know that God provided this for me. The car that we drive, Peggy's truck, oh, it's a nice truck. It really is. You know, I had to change the light bulb in it yesterday. Did it in five minutes. Man, that's the best. The Nissan that we had, it took me an hour to 45 minutes every single time to change the light bulb. Man, it's a nice truck. But we talk about how God blessed us with the truck versus talking about the truck. Mm. Robbie and, of course, the praise and worship team. You know, they praise God with their voices and with their musical talents every Sunday, every Wednesday, uh, you know, every Sunday night. I, you know, I just thank them for using that ability. Our Sunday school teachers. You know, there are so many ways that we praise or that, you know, that we praise God because of what he has given to us. And we do that. A lot of that is done because we give it back. And see, and that's one of the things that is lacking. Whenever we witness to someone, we pull out the Bible and kind of thump them on the head a couple of times, right? And say, did you get it? If not, let me hit you again. Instead of talking about what God has done for you. I want you all to know that God has really astonished me even since 1988, whenever I saw my beautiful wife. You know, man, whenever I pulled in that first big catfish that Grady and them took me fishing with, that was the, first, that was the biggest fish I've ever pulled into a boat. Now, some of y'all might laugh. It was only 15, 16 pounds, but that's a big fish. I could feed my family for three or four days. It's a big fish. I could have missed it if I would have been busy about baiting the hook and throwing it out there and catching a bigger one. By the way, my wife kind of has to, you know, she helps me out with this because, uh, you know, I'm wearing my bow tie. My LSU bow tie. So I have my purple 
uh, you know, shirt on for LSU. I had my bow tie on for LSU because LSU won yesterday. But the thing about it is, is after they won, I literally, I looked at Peggy and I was like, you know, that's a little down. I, I, I feel a little, a little let down from that. She goes, what do you mean? They just won. They just beat the number two ranked team in the nation. I'm like, yeah, but if they would have played half that good last week, they would have been undefeated this week and they would have moved up. I, no, I had to look bad. I, you know, I'm like, come on. I, you know, we get into that. We miss God's blessings because we just simply take it and we just want to look at the worst. Instead of seeing that God has truly blessed us. You know, some of the other, one of the other things is, is that we just get too busy to see it, don't we? That is one of the things that I do miss about Mississippi. And that is one of the things that I do miss about not having our house. Or having our own home. Because Peggy and I, believe it or not, in Mississippi, 60, 65, 70 degrees, she has a fire built in our fire pit on the porch. We're sitting out there watching turkeys about 15, 20 feet away from us, sipping on a cup of coffee. Admiring God's beauty. Nowadays, I go out on my patio, lean back, no fire, and I watch my neighbors go to and fro. I watch this, uh, you know, we have one neighbor that has a beautiful husky. Uh, you know, him and his uh, you know, wife, they're students at, um, at Winthrop. And they have this beautiful husky. I'm like, man, I'd really kind of like to have a bigger dog than that. No. Just enjoy it. You know, there's a lot of times that we need to simply sit back and stop and admire what God has done and what God has provided us with. You know, the psalmist, uh, you know, tells us, uh, you know, why should a person praise God? Why should we praise him? We should praise him for his beautiful creation. We should praise him because of the things that he has promised us. Uh, we should praise him because of the people that he has put into our lives. We should praise him for the sunshine. We should praise him for the rain. We should praise him for the good days and for the bad days. We should praise him, like David says, because there's no dirt in my face. We should praise him because we are able to be here. But we should praise him because we have the ability to call him Father. We should praise him because we are a child of his. It doesn't have to be something magnificent or something that's, well, those are magnificent and huge things. But we miss them. We really do. No matter what we encounter, no matter how our day goes, we are blessed. 
And we need to praise God because he's the one that has provided the blessings. It's not us. It's not us. So what is God like that we should praise him? So what is he like? He's holy. He's love. He's power. He's life. He's light. He's my provider. He's my protector. He is the creator and sustainer of all things. So who should praise him? If we look into Psalms 103, it's interesting because he starts off and he says the angels should praise him. And then he says, the heavenly host should praise him. All of his works should praise him. And then in the end, he says, oh, my soul, to praise him. So we look at this, and it says the angels are supposed to praise him. All of the things that's in heaven is supposed to praise him. His works is supposed to praise him. His works, creation. The trees, the stars, the sea, the water, the land, the rocks, they are all supposed to praise him. And they all do praise him. And then David says, oh, my soul is to praise him. We, humanity, are supposed to praise him. Praise him. Praise God with all that we have. Because, see, it's all a privilege that we have. It's a privilege for us to praise God. We go look and we think back in this here and we, we praise God because of the beautiful creation. We praise God because uh, you know, we are one of his children. We praise God because of the promises of all the things that he has promised to give to us. We praise God for the people that he has put into our lives, the good and the bad. We praise God for, the, you know, for salvation. We praise God for his love. We praise God for the power that he gives us. We praise God for the hope that he puts within us. We praise God for the joy that he gives us that's beyond our comprehension. We praise God because he is God. We praise him. See, this message this morning, it goes back, it goes back to that prayer. Those who seek the Lord will praise Him. So the first thing we have to seek, 
If we seek, we will praise him. And then it says, for as they seek, they find him. So we seek, we praise him because we found him. And whenever we found him, we realize how great it is. How great he is. How great all that he has given to us is. And because of that, we praise him. So, this morning, as we prepare our hearts, the first thing that we have to realize is, is that we have to seek him. And there again, last week, it just came to my head, last week I gave you the definition of seeking. It's, that it's an action word, that you have to do something. This morning, I challenge you to slow down from your daily lives, to seek God, because we don't necessarily want to seek God. We don't want to seek God through work. We want to seek God in where he's working. So we don't seek God by doing more. We seek God just simply by looking for Him. I challenge you to find your porch with your fire pit. Prop up your feet and see God at work in your life. Seek his beauty. Seek his peace. In these troubled days, seek his peace. You'll find it. Seek his joy. And you'll find it. Seek his strength. And you'll find it. Seek God. And you'll find him. And you'll praise him. Because you have seen where he is. So as Robbie and as the praise and worship team comes to close us this morning. Yes. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Amen. Because she now knows that her teacher is a believer in Christ. 
seeking God. We truly need to seek Him. He's in a lot of places that we would never think. But if we don't seek Him, we'll never find Him. If we seek Him, we'll find Him. And if we find Him, He'll bless us. And we need to praise Him for it. Amen. If your life has been so busy that you have passed by some of the blessings, I would encourage you to come to the altar and receive those blessings this morning. Slow down enough to kneel right here in front of God and say, God, I want to see where you are. I want to see where I have missed you. And I want to praise you for that. You know, Heaven forbid it might be a sickness that we have to praise God for. Because that sickness has slowed us down enough that we actually get to see Him. Whatever it would be. Your 
good times and bad. You are on your throne. You are God alone. You're unchangeable. You're unshakable. You're unstoppable. That's what you are. You're unchangeable. You're unshakable, you're unstoppable, that's what you are. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this day and for this time. You know, God, as we think about this, dear Lord, I pray, God, that you would be with us throughout this week, and God, that we would truly and earnestly seek you. And God, we thank you for all that you have done. In Jesus' name, amen. As you're uh, standing to your feet, uh, I had mentioned last week that today we would take up an offering for uh, Reverend Gary Hayes uh, to help out in 